0: Welcome to the Ty and Rye the Finance Guys podcast, covering weekly investment news, important financial topics, and expert interviews. We want to help you become more knowledgeable about the financial world around you. This is not an offer to sell you anything. And remember, past performance doesn't indicate future results. Now your hosts, Ty Hansen and Ryan Robertson.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Another episode. Ready to roll. Part two, part dos of two. Our, uh, our venture into self-directed accounts. Yep. So if the you're hearing this world. and you haven't listened to part one, highly recommend, highly recommend, go watch part one, get through that, and then come back and watch this because it'll make a lot more sense. Because we're going to ta- now get into more depth of some of these solutions. On the self-directed side, yes. On the self-directed side that we yep. talked about from at the end of part one.
0: Right. And, and, and what's important as well is you brought up a great point. If you watch Empire Strikes Back mm. before you watch A New Hope. Now, yeah. there's no reason to go watch episodes one, two, and three because they're just kind of useless. They really but are. But if you watch episode five versus before episode four, you might be a little confused. or confused. It's like, who's this Luke dude and why is that? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, go watch part one. Go watch part one. Okay, so for all okay. of you that have watched part one, here we go, part two. Now let's just uh, reiterate one port, one point to this that will kind of launch us into this. One port, Sorry. one point, or part or and port.
0: part part and point. Yes, one part and point, a port. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: exactly. Because uh, you know we talked about there's problems with your self directed or conventional yes hybrid accounts and we want to alleviate those obstacles and so yes. how yes. do we do that you know custodians particularly self-directed custodians there's going to be kind of a lot of nickel and dime fees here and there that's how they make money but we we need to address that um, how do you have access to your money to invest how fast can you access it to invest right do you have somebody to work with who can advise you, walk you through, kind of be a, in, in partnership with you, that kind of thing, who's going to help you? And then, big, big problem that we, we we talked about is how cash at a self-directed custodian just sits and does nothing. There's no option for that cash unless you're putting it into something. What are the other options? What can you do? Seriously, like so, $400 million <laughs> in cash. He's going to say $400 million I like 8, 20 000, more could, times. Ugh.
0: And, and okay, okay, here's the thing. It's like, in the custodial world, that's not a huge amount of money. It's not very large. But if, if any of my dollars are part of that $400 million, I would be so freaking frustrated. So, yeah, <laughs> don't.
1: As we have seen, many people are that frustrated. There's,
0: there's some random, I can't remember who the ad is for. Um, obviously, it wasn't very effective marketing. But there was some ad that I saw that's like, and it tells like, this is Bill, and he does this wrong. Don't be a bill. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, okay, like, yeah, don't leave, don't just sit in cash. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Unless you want, I mean, that's fine. If you want to sit in cash, do that, but it's dumb. You're losing yeah, out. Yeah, some money
1: might need to stay in cash, but yeah, if you got $400 million, Yeah. <laughs> if I had $400 million, I wouldn't let it just sit in cash.
0: You, you would be in cash because yeah. you would just be spending.
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. You don't have 400 I thought you had $400 million. 350 Okay.
1: Okay, So let's like talk 85. about these, these self directed custodians, right? What yep. are the, the big The Wild West. Come... Yep, the Wild West. The one of the things that comes up when you're in the Wild West, right? And you have to imagine if you were out and you had to then go back into town and get permission if you wanted to spend your money on buying a new cow to put in your herd. A <laughs> <cattle>. new cow. <laughs> a heifer.
0: <laughs> yes. Right? Okay.
1: You just yeah. want to make the transaction I, I want to immediately. Buy you yes, want to buy exactly. it immediately. You don't want to, oh, to go yeah. get permission from the sheriff, the sheriff, the new sheriff in town. Yeah. If you want to make a purchase. Yeah. So in self-directed custodians, right? If your money is just with the custodian, right? You actually have to go through them to get permission you even get the money out of the account. So Right, and there's a a fairly common term of checkbook control that is used. Yes. To do that, now we have a couple of ways that we work with that. So, Ty, get it, get into a little bit and talk a a little bit about uh, you know, what how we sort of work that checkbook control.
0: Absolutely. So, coming back to your point, right, in that self-directed world, there. And, and remember, so I want to take one even even one more step back here. That in the self-directed world, it's either a self-directed IRA or a solo 401k. Both of those have the same functionality as far as what we're gonna talk about right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? The checkbook control and and really you taking. So, so you can do it with either or. And but but there we're gonna talk about some, some benefits of the solo K in just a second. So, okay, so so in the self-directed world with qualified dollars, with retirement monies. Um, seriously, there, there are still custodians that I, I want to clarify that when, when you don't have checkbook control, you literally like it, it, it's, it's the, you have to send a document to the custodian for them to sign the deal and process. And I'm telling you, it's like, yeah, weeks. And, and again, if you need to get earnest money in on a deal, in today's market, can you wait one to two weeks for that to happen?
1: Well, and sometimes it's not even they just need your signature. They, they actually require other documents.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it gets so crazy. And again, I get it. I get it. They, they want to triple check all the T's crossed, I's dotted. I get it. I get it. But here's the other thing, too. They're the sheriff wants going... to make
1: sure you're not stealing someone's cow.
0: Yes. Yes. Let's see the brand on that. They're heifer. Yep. So yep. The, 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 uh, the other thing, though, is and this is kind of the cat and mouse that I think they play their game they play is there. usually is like an expediting fee that you can pay of like 50 <laughs> yeah. or hundred bucks. It's like that's
1: oh. a good fee. That's a great fee. Yeah. So want a faster
0: uh, yeah. So there's that, there's that level. Then the next level is the checkbook control that some, some custodians allow, but here's the, here's a, here's an inherent problem with that is that, Think about it. Now you've transferred from Fidelity to Self-Directed Custodian A, and then Self-Directed Custodian A has to then send the money to Wells Fargo, Chase. And and here's the problem, too, with that. You go to Chase or Wells Fargo or Bank of America and say, hey, I want to open up this account for my LLC or for my trust or for my solo 401k, and you are going to get looked at like- You're an alien. Like an alien, exactly. They're going to, they're going to, they, they don't even know what a cow is. It's going to be like, they're hey, gonna, I want to buy this they're gonna cow. Like, they're going to be like,
1: what town you from? Where well, you you
0: from around here? Because you got yeah. like, you sound funny. Really, seriously. That's like, exactly what it's like. And I'm not kidding you. I have a good friend of mine who has one of these accounts and he literally went to seven different banks, seven different banks to try to open his account. And they had no, like, they were trying to send him to their IRA specialist. They were trying to send him to a bank. Like, oh, my gosh. And so, so <laughs> but, and now, again, you want checkbook control because then what it does is, is it takes the actual, like, transaction out of the hands of the custodian and puts it in your own. Because cause then what the idea is it's, it's come into the IRA, right? So, remember, there's, like, layers to all this, right? So, your fidelity monies go from over here into the self-directed custodian. And then it drops into your checking account, and then you have your checking account where then you can you know start you know start saying okay hey I need to I need to repair the windows on this house I need to repaint I need to yeah. recarpet all different checks right and, and we use the word checkbook but I mean you you don't, you, can, you have a debit card you have online banking apps. so a lot of times those are separate so now you now you've got three different parties if you want to have the perfect system you have three different parties you're waiting on and working with. And again, think about like, think about banking, the banking world, the banking world's not that efficient, right? Uh, I mean, with FinTech, it's becoming more financial technology. It's becoming more efficient, but, but okay. So this concept of checkbook control is we're, we're taking the control away from the custodian and no, I want my own control over this thing. So, and again, when we do it this way, it, it, rather than you doing all those transactions we were talking about, having them review the document, having them sign the document, having them send over the earnest money deposit, having them send the, you know, all these things, right? Fee, 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 fee. The checkbook control is like, no, no, just, just, just take my money and put it into a checking account. I'll take care of it from there. So that does save fees. Now, yeah. Um,
1: so I do interject with that checkbook control yes. part of it. So now the checkbook control happens. Jump in. Literally, it's a checking account. This is a checking account. Yeah. You wanted to it's use a checking that to account.: gas in your car, you could. Now, don't do it.
0: Yes, good point. Very. But very the money good point. is
1: so accessible that it's literally that way. So yes. easy peasy, there, yes. There, there's, a, there's a measure of accountability and responsibility that comes into that part. I probably jumped the gun. What were you going to say?
0: No, that's okay. What I was going to say is, is there's, there's an even more efficient system in that what if we combine...
1: Because, again— um, Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point.
0: I think—I don't know. Um, again, I've worked with dozens and dozens of self-directed custodians. I don't know of any that are the bank and the custodian all-in-one. I, I don't know of that. There might be some out there. We've just never worked with them. But for the most part, the large yeah, custodians are not be. a bank. Yeah. Right? Cuz right. again, it's kind of it kind of it kind of contradicts their own business model. It's like, "Hey, we're making millions of dollars a year on fees. Why do we want to make that easier for people?" So, what I'm talking about though is 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 I do want to get this point that so not only have we do we utilize self-book control or checkbook control, self-book control, checkbook control, mm-hmm. but we have a platform that we've been able to build out that has brought those two worlds together where it's like, guess what? Your custodian and your checking account are one and the same.
1: So, yeah. So therefore, the movement again between oh, custodial yeah. accounts and bank accounts. Bow. It's what is that? What,
0: what, what is that? That from uh, cars? Lightning McQueen.
1: Ciao. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, that Ka-chow. was your boys were probably your pro- your boys were probably too old for that.
1: Oh, they loved it. We watched loved it all cars? the time. Yeah. yeah. Owen Wilson.
0: Mater. Yeah, Mater. That's right. So, so yeah. So check. So 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 checkbook control is a really powerful solution, even more powerful is checkbook control within the same exact account. So it's not you're not layers upon layers upon layers.
1: So. Yeah. And and so now you start talking about this accessibility of the money. And so this is the problem that a lot of people are going to be faced with this, is that because when we say it's the Wild West, it is the Wild West now, even more so because now you don't have to go into town to get some sort of contract approved for you to go out and take whatever the cattle you want to purchase, or pigs them hogs, them hogs. If, you've, yeah. if you've got hogs to buy. So now you've got this ac- access to money to do things, but see, there are still rules that you have to follow in order to accurately operate, which is which? what the custodian was doing to a degree. Now that custodian has somewhat been removed. So... This is where we would come into play in a lot of this checkbook control environment to be a support to the person who owns it so that you've got someone who does really basically understand all the rules and laws, but then say, hey, I want to do this thing. What do you think? Does it fit the guidelines?
0: Yeah. And keeping with our um, Wild, West, Wild theme. West theme.
1: Oh, man what's
0: the there's no 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 no. i got it i got it i got it All
1: right,
0: you know we're gonna have ourselves a hanging right we we don't we want to make sure that you don't have enough rope to hang yourself with right because that's what's happening is you take control you may have enough rope to to
1: you may rope that cow that steer uh, but he might wrap it around a tree and it gets wrapped around your neck
0: your host, yeah. So, what we, the, this is getting morbid. What we want to do is make sure that you don't have enough rope to figuratively hang yourself with, that you legitimately have enough rope to know how to use it right so you can lasso that their cow that's trying to get away from. No, yeah, it, it, it's, it, Perfect there are, analogy. there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes with this. There's so much that goes into this. And, and you're exactly right is, again, all the other custodians that you're going to work with are, just that they're just custodians right, right. they're not advisors right. in fact so uh, so i um i'm going to share a quick story can Perfect. i share a quick story it has nothing to do with the wild everybody West. loves
1: stories
0: it has nothing to do with betsy ross either again for those who didn't make sure you listen to the first podcast that's right
1: that's why you gotta watch the first one. Oh my gosh when i say betsy was, roth you'll know what i'm talking betsy about
0: roth. <laughs> 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 okay so uh We're an SEC-registered investment advisor, right? Uh, So there's state-level investment advisors. There's SEC. Anyways, I won't get into all those details. But anyways, periodically we're audited, right? We have to file annual filings. We have to do all these things. Well, um, so we were doing a a desk review uh, audit. And again, very routine. They just want to see your books and records. Yeah, yeah. Are you, you know, you're doing everything. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Pass with flying colors. No problem. I'm having a conversation with a gentleman from, so the Denver office is kind of one of the big hubs for the SEC. So I'm having a conversation with one of the higher ups there uh, because they wanted to bring him in because they're like, okay, this is pretty unique. You're doing this self-directed thing. We don't really ever see that. Let's talk, let's talk about this. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like we want to have this conversation. And I, and I, again, I don't remember the gentleman's name because man, as soon as an SEC, like SEC audits, like a root canal with an IRS auditor. Like it's, it's like an IRS auditor giving you a root canal. Yeah. It's not fun.
1: You got to go through your receipts while they're drilling in your teeth.
0: Yes. So, um, but again, past the flying colors, no problem. Um, so, but I'm having this conversation where I'm like, okay, hey look, here's the deal. I want to ask you a question. I'm like, here's the funny thing. So. Uh, because the whole conversation was, well, you know, t- again, in our shoes, what, what we're, you and I are doing, we're the advisor, right? We there's pretty there's pretty sharp claws that the SEC has if we make a mistake, right? Like, it's a big deal. Like, we're not just talking criminal, but like, or not just civil, like I mean, it's like the whole kit and caboodle. Like, it, they've got some pretty sharp teeth, some some pretty you know big claws. So, anyways, I'm having this conversation, and 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 the the again, he's a higher up. Like, we're not talking like. Oh, you know, entry-level desk auditor for the SEC. I mean, this guys he's a pretty big deal because they had some questions as to, okay, well, do you guys need to count this as, as assets for your firm or not, right? Um, anyway, so I'm having this conversation. I say, hey, I just, just want to pick your brain for a second. You, you, you know, you see hundreds of different companies. You do all these audits, yada, yada. I'm like, but you guys don't regulate. It's not your job to regulate the custodians, right? He's like, no, 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 not at all. Yeah. Like they have a, I don't want to say they have more leeway because they definitely have regulation, but he's like, yeah, no, we we don't regulate them. And I'm like, okay. So I I literally just dealt with this with a client where the dollar amount that she transferred over to me as an advisor, her annual amount of fee that she was paying fees that she was paying to me were about 40% less. I said, so, so she's paying a ton of fees to this custodian. I said, and they're not even able to give her any advice. Like, how does that make any sense? Like that, That, that I'm like, that, like, cause again, you, you, you regulate me. You make sure that, that I, that if I'm doing anything for this person, that I'm doing it in their best interest, that I have, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're looking at my books and records to make sure I'm solvent, that I'm making good decisions, that I'm helping every client independently, that I'm giving them specific tailored advice. All the, I mean, a laundry list of garbage we have to, not garbage, they're good things, but things that we have to do. The The, the custodian's not, and they're charging this person almost double what, what I'm charging them. I'm like, how does that make any sense? And he's like, yeah, you're exactly right. It makes no sense. He's like, but they're not my jurisdiction, so I don't care. You know what I'm saying? So that's my point is, as an advisor, my job and the whole reason that I'm here is to make sure that A... You do it right, just like a custodian would do, but more importantly, like from a holistic standpoint, from a big picture standpoint, from a, you want to retire in 10 years and have enough money standpoint, like, is this still the right thing for you to do? Oh, and, and do we want to, cause we're gonna talk about some, some, the golden Roth here in a minute, mm. is it maximizing your tax? But anyways, so this is my point is, yeah, exactly. As an advisor, we're here to make sure that you you do it right and help you do it right, and give you advice as to does this make sense? Big picture. So
1: yeah. Anyways, I just had an epiphany. Ooh, we're creating a segment. Story Ooh. time with Ty.
0: Ty, <laughs> Story time with Ty. It's gonna become uh, a segment. It's story. We need time, to like kids. yeah. We need to like have like lay uh, down,
1: close your eyes. Wh- why was it boring? Story. Is that why?
0: Is it because it was boring? No,
1: no. Story time. Story Everybody loves story time.
0: Did Ty paint a picture for see? you in your, in your mind?
1: And you're fitting with the Wild West theme. We're all gathered around a campfire. Oh, yeah. Listening to a story Gather time. Gather around the time. fire. Yeah. But see, that's <laughs> a really it. good point in bringing up because now, when people go to self-directed IRAs, and you and I have been involved with self-directed IRAs for 15, 20 years, however long, I don't even know how long it is, but it's a long time. People had these self-directed accounts and they were literally on their own. Literally. They were left to themselves to try to figure out how to make everything work. And so few people really had the necessary tools to make it work. And this kind of comes back to the other point, which is, you know, the other issue with self-directed custodians is money is in cash. It's doing nothing. Right. It's doing nothing. But if you're working with an advisor, now they can say, okay, well, let's just move it over to this account. And let's get that invested while it sits and waits to be invested in other ways, and it can earn and grow while it's doing that.
0: but let's clarify that because there's two pieces theres I want to dive a little deeper right there because there's two really key pieces right there. really, really important because I want you to think about what what are the intentions of this of, 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 of each of the all the parties involved in that, okay? Because think about this, the custodian while they don't offer, t- 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 typically they don't offer a bank account, right? They still have their own company bank account that your dollars are sitting in, right? They have to, right? They are regulated. So, you- so your money is somewhere. So it's like if you it's say, DIC Hey, I need insured. To buy- yeah, I- exactly. They're making interest on that. So the, the one company that has $400 million, again, I'm using that-, that company example again, you have $400 million on deposit, they're making money on that deposit. Okay, so so keep that in mind. So so for them to take that off that platform, they're like, frick, you know. Okay, so that's one thing. Number two, w- with the other platform on the on the on the what we called in the in the first podcast or the first episode of this one, um, the hybrid. The well, sorry, sorry, no, the conventional custodian. Oh yeah, yeah. The
1: conventional side. There's
0: not mm-hmm. a, there's not incentive for that advisor to to want to go back and forth because it's like. Oh sweet! You've got a million dollars with me, but you want to take three hundred thousand again. There's no incentive. Like he, that he or she, the advisor in that situation, has zero incentive for you to pull that off their books and don't make money on it, right? So, so again, coming back to this hybrid system we're talking about, it's like we, we don't care where your money goes, either or, right? We don't care. We do not. What we care about is. Where, do you want, where, where, where are you going to make the highest, best return with your dollar? Now, maybe it's flipping a property. Okay, that's great. But you got to relate, here are the risks, right? You got to understand there's a lot of risks. And, and guess what? Ryan and I have dealt with hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of clients and people who've done those kinds of deals. So we've got an idea of a few of the mistakes that have been made. So let's talk about that. Whereas, again, you talk to the other advisor somewhere else with the conventional firm it's like, yeah, well, I've dealt a ton with REITs, or I've dealt a ton with um, stocks and bonds, but you know, I don't, I don't, I've never had a client do a flip. Yeah, I've, I've flipped my own. Yeah, again, and the same thing with the custodian, right? So, so it's like, yeah, but th- you're exactly right. This hybrid system, right? The monies can go back and forth to a platform that will give you the highest and best return. Now again, obviously there's risk, people. There's always risk, no matter what. But it's understanding, and that's again, that's that's the job that you and I have is to always quantify how much risk are you taking. And technically, if you're sitting in cash in your self-directed IRA somewhere else or wherever, that's technically still a risk because you're missing out on like it's inflationary risk, right? As money the, is in, to inflation. Is in, yeah, you're losing dollars. Now, is that as big of a risk as putting 100000 into a property and trying to flip it and maybe you lose 50 grand? No, obviously it's a much bigger risk. But my point is, there's risk all over the place. My, my point is, we'll help you evaluate that risk because we want to make sure you use the self directed account the right way.
1: Yeah. Right. right. Yep. So So that kind of starts to create all, uh, you know, resolve these sol- uh, problems, these solutions that are really needed to make it work. Right, this the hybrid system again. You can go listen to the first one. We talk a little bit more about it, but it's important to bring that up here because we can get some more uh, a little bit deeper into what those solutions are. Now, we're gonna make a teeny bit of a move here because now we're gonna talk that within this system of self-directing hybrid checkbook control with an advisor system. We're well, now we're gonna talk about this solo four hundred one k starts to become the pinnacle. Is this the pinnacle? Uh, yeah, pinnacle. It's close, right? Like, if We're talking about somebody really wanting to maximize and get the best oh, out of their retirement y- absolutely. account. Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, now I, w- I will... Go ahead. Okay, I will say, though, so as people are getting all excited about this, there is mm, one I'm restriction. F- for I, 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 I am, too. I can hear it in your voice, as well. And I can yeah. see it in your face. So... The other thing, though, too, is people have to understand there is one IRS restriction as it starts to relate to the solo 401k. If you've got a Roth IRA, yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. Roth
0: IRA is the only thing that cannot. Is that somewhere in there later? We're going to talk about that
1: later. Nope. I'm just saying for people who have a Roth, it's a womp womp.
0: Yeah. Again, here's the thing. You can still do a self-directed Roth IRA. You can still have self-direction. Exact same functionality. Yes. The, all these cool tools we're talking about, you can still do it. You just got to realize you, so Solo K, we're going to talk about how you can have Roth inside of it. You just can't roll old Roth monies into a brand new Solo 401k. Yeah. If you have an existing
1: so. Roth IRA, uh, this is not yep. for you.
0: Yep. Yep. But the self-directed IRA still is, just not mm-hmm. the Solo K. Okay. Yep. That's okay. right. right. There you
1: go. Okay, sorry. perfect. I was want want a little too much.
0: Want-want-want. No, that's good. I like it.
1: But this Solo 401k is built with traditional money, right? Okay. Episode one, we went through that.
0: Y- yes. Okay, built with traditional and, money. And it can be Roth. It can be Roth. Hold on. Okay, sorry. It can't sorry.
1: come from a Roth. You just said that.
0: Correct, correct. You can't come from Maroth, but you can... Don't okay. confuse the people. Okay, sorry, people. sorry. Okay, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to... Okay, you go ahead.
1: Now, a solo 401k, everybody thinks of, oh, that's associated with my job. Right. So you can set up a solo, in, solo 401k as a sole proprietor. You can set it up as a owner of an LLC if you're the sole owner or you're only owners, right? S-corp, C-corp, all of those things. You can also transfer into a solo 401k any money that is traditional money. It can come from an old 401k. It can come from an IRA. It can come from a SEP. All of those. All right, you can roll them into it. So TSP,
0: 403b, yep, 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 yep. Absolutely.
1: So I'm assuming there's going to be a ton of questions on this because I, I think about it as I explain it to people as well. Some of the main questions that come up are things like, yeah, but I don't have a, I don't have a company. Right. So. No,
0: great point. No, no, good, good point. Good point. Uh, because, I mean, technically this is built around now your company for new contributions because there's, okay, let me take, I'm going to take, I, I take a lot of steps back a lot of times. Here we go. Take a step let, back. Let's, let's take a step back. Um, so remember what most people are used to is the employer 401k that you've had with, general motors with target with uh GE. i don't know where's another ge general electric uh what's a what's a big company down in st george a lot of people work for uh
1: Skywest, Skywest. or
0: like uh, adobe's up here right adobe's across the street from our office up here in salt lake uh or in, in lehigh uh so you work for adobe you have a 401k that's an employer 401k mm-hmm. okay so if you're building that up if there if your if your current employer plan allows for rollovers or rollouts, you can you can take that out and put that into your 401k. Um, or let's say you worked for Adobe for 25 years, you've left, and now all of a sudden you want to roll that money, you can roll it, right? Once you've once you've left your re- employment, you have full control over where you want to move those monies. So we can build a new solo K around it has to be a viable business. You can't just make one up and never have an actual business. But Here's the thing, you don't actually have to show income for that business only if you want to make contributions, put new dollars in, which we're going to talk about in a second because this is really powerful when you have a business. But let's just say I just left Adobe and I am doing some consulting on the side, right? And maybe, maybe, maybe all I make is, heck, you, you may even, maybe not even anything consulting related to what you were doing at Adobe. It, you may have a dog walking business. Yeah. You may mow lawns for three or four neighbors, and that's your business, right? So, so the point is I'm getting at is the solo 401k is exactly that's why we call it the solo k. There's other like I've heard of people call it the single k or uh, I don't like the, that name. the owner k or nope. but yeah we,
1: no that kind of dumb
0: solo k solo solo k so, the best
1: one
0: so so you're right so. Uh, even if you have not incorporated, so you don't have an actual business name or a tax identification number, you technically are considered a sole proprietor schedule C, right? So uh, as long as you, cause what it's going to come down to is if you're ever audited, you have to show that, yeah, no, I was able to create this because I have a business. It's like, so do you, do you have any kind of, yeah. So I do some, again, I do some consulting or I mow lawns or, um, like, so for example, my, my brother and I, we've got some, some property that we take people, we do guided hunts, right? So random, has nothing to do with anything I do on the financial side of the world. But I could build a solo, for, and, and we'll get into this even here more in just a second, because this, again, it's going to get really powerful in just a minute. But again, so you have that sole proprietor, you have that LLC, you have that S Corp. Now here's a key, very, very key, crucial piece of this. You cannot have employees and
1: do a solo 401k. Employees only. Oh, sorry, owners only. No, no, no. You said employees. They can, they themselves can be an employee. But they can be an employee that is only an employee in the company. Correct.
0: Correct. So. So let's talk about it. And, and, and you actually can still do a solo K. We just, ha- there's, there's a few things you got to make sure that happen. And, and, and let yeah. me explain what we're getting at here. What we're getting at here is the fact that the IRS doesn't want, so l- l- let's use you for an example, Ryan. Let's yeah, say that still- you, you've started a, uh, you and your son, your son's very big into theater. You're big into music. Okay. And you guys have started a production company.
1: Ooh, I like this. I like where it's going. Okay,
0: You guys have a production company, but now it's just you and your son. You both Mm -hmm. own it together. You're both owners. You have no employees. Okay. You guys absolutely can set up a solo 401k. Each of us. Right. Yep. Now it can all be the same plan and you each have your own, Mm -hmm. you know, setups of that solo 401k. Right. So the idea, the name solo is a little bit misleading, but what it means is like you're the sole, like you're, there's no employees really is what we're getting at. Now, If all of a sudden you guys wanted to hire employees, that's fine. You can. What has to happen for you to still be able to build a solo K is that you have to offer your employees a retirement plan because the IRS doesn't want you getting all these cool tax benefits, but you're kind of hosing your employees. So you and your son hire a couple of people to help you guys, right? Some sound mixers. Uh, people that do lighting or whatever. Now, if those if those individuals are just con- independent contractors, that's fine. They don't work for you. So you can still meet the guidelines for the solo K, right? right so right. again, you and your son own this bif- business 50-50, okay? And you guys make money. You can roll an old 401k into this new 401 401- solo K plan mm-hmm. from an old job that you left. Oh, perfect. And, and you can also contribute. We're going to talk about the contributions here in just a second, but people are starting to understand what it takes to actually build a solo K, right? Now,
1: um, can I invest into real estate with this solo K, Ty? <laughs> when we roll I'm this money over, can I, can I do that? Yes. So here's, again, here's the
0: thing that we're talking about. Not only can you do that, but let's just say, let's, let's carry this example. Let's take it a few steps further. So again, you and your son, partner up. And before you worked with, before you and your son started this, let's say you had been working with SkyWest for 15 years yeah. and between you and SkyWest, you had saved up 250000 Okay. So now, man, good job, dude. Way to save. Thanks. Um, uh, now you move that 250000 over to a plat- to one of these platforms. Okay. And if it's a platform we helped you build you actually could leave that money invested and have the solo K self-directed with the checkbook control we're talking about, that self-directed solo K, You could have both of those together. So you move the monies over. It's going to sit for a while until you're actually ready to use it for something. Now, now it, it, we, I don't want to get into all the details in this podcast because there's just so many moving pieces. But again, this comes yes. back to the point why we're advisors, and why we help people with these. But right. yes, you can, you can move those monies into a solo K, and you then can start moving. Now, now, we're going to talk about contributions here in just a second, but um, you... Okay, so again, those monies that rolled over don't impact new contribution levels, and there is no limit to that. So if it was 250000 if it was $2.5 doesn't mm-hmm. matter. All of that can be rolled into the plan. Okay. And then, and then coming back to this original thought too, as long as you have no employees, you and your son are totally fine to set that up. Okay. Now, if you did have employees, that's fine. We just need to make sure that you have some sort of a retirement plan in place for all of them. And right. then you can start looking at setting, you know, cause I have clients who have other businesses. We provide their, their, their employees, uh, some kind of a retirement plan and then now they're okay to do their solo case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. yep. And again, a so, reminder, a quick reminder, the functionality of the solo K and the self-directed IRA, exactly the same. If you want to buy your real estate like you just talked about, you can do it.
1: No problem. So, Ty, if I understand what you're saying to me, is you're saying that this is probably something I should do.
0: Well, what I'm saying is if you want, if you're sitting here and you're like, hey, you know, No, look, me
1: personally. Oh, you myself. personally?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course you should. Well, you know, you and I already have these built out. I know. You already have a, you already have a solo K. Okay. I um, hear you. But what, Yes. Yeah, so again, it comes back to individualized advice. It, I, don't, I, I can't answer that question, blank, uh, blank answer to everybody. What it comes down to is, well, what do you, the individual, want to do? What's most important to you? And, and if you want to have more of that control to do these things you want to do, absolutely you should, you should want to build this because, yeah, like you're saying, if you want to go buy real estate, if it's sitting with Fidelity, you're not going to be able to do that. Right. So now these are rollovers, right? I, I think we also want to take a minute and let's jump into the contribution side of this is because—
1: Well, yeah, and the contributions— This is where it gets powerful. It gets powerful, and, you know, and it's the same thing as far as, you know, should you set it up or, you know, how this works for you is just going to depend upon what your situation calls for. Which would also include taxes and a tax person to help you with that. But very simply, Ty, very simply. You hear me? Simply. I don't know if I can do that. You can. I know. I believe in you. <sighs> okay. Go. There, there kind of are two ways to contribute. Two oh, math- yes. Okay. Two yes. mathematical yes. calculations. Yes. Go through those. Technically, it's three. Two A, two B. Yes, two A, two B. I'm
0: splitting hairs, so nice. yes, there there are two ways to contribute. One way. Now, now the the amounts change, but let's just let's just tell people. I mean, what I want people to understand is just how powerful this is. Yes. With a Roth, with a Roth IRA and a self and a traditional IRA, you're talking six or seven grand a year. Solo four hundred one k, we're talking right. you know high fifties to mid sorry fifty thousand high high fifty thousands to mid sixty thousands depending a on
1: little, age. That's a little better.
0: Yeah, that's ten. I mean, yeah, ten times the amount. Like that's pretty. Power. And not only not only for for just you, but it's like if there's two or three owners, all of those people. Now and again, there's no limitations either with. Because as you start to make more money in the IRA world, as you make more and more money, you phase out of being able to contribute like Roth, right? You can't contribute to a Roth IRA if you make too much money. Guess what? In a solo 401k, it doesn't matter. If you're making 500,000 a year, you can absolutely still build a solo 401k. Yeah. But to your point, back to your point, there's two ways that those monies, again, remember, we're not talking about monies that have rolled. So, So in Ryan's instance, right, he rolled over $2.5 million. Yeah. That does not impact these contribution limits at all. Unlimited rollover amounts, totally fine. Now, new yeah. dollars, new, new tax strategized at dollars coming into the plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you and your son could each contribute with your ages right around 58000 a year pl- and yeah. some change. Okay. Now, there's two ways that we look at it. One is if you're wearing the employer hat.
1: Mm-hmm. That's where's your, what's where's your cowboy hat? Cons- I forgot my cowboy hat. I need a oh. cowboy hat.
0: Because I'm the new sheriff in this Wild West. Yeah. Okay, so um, so, so the first one is, as the employer, it's, it's called uh, revenue sharing, right? Revenue sharing just means how much of the net revenue are you pulling out and putting into your solo 401k? Right. That is, there's a specific calculation. We're going to tell you what it is, but again, it's like, it, it, this is one of those things. It's like, yeah, now we're starting to work with like... The, the long and short is, is is it opens a very large door to k- push a lot more money in that's going to give you some pretty powerful tax options okay mm-hmm. but the idea you're is
1: you're going to be able well, to buy way more cows
0: yeah a lot you yeah you're buying a lot of cows you're you're building up a, a nice little herd here pretty fast so it yep. what the calculation is as the employer cuz again you and your son are the employers and the employees mm-hmm. right there's no other yes. just pure employees like you said earlier so yep. you and your son This calculation when you're doing revenue sharing is you can contribute up to 25% of net revenue. So if you and your son gross a million dollars, okay, and then all of a sudden you are sitting on $500,000 of net revenue.
1: And net revenue would just be, we've subtracted out all of our expenses- We've taken yep. away all what we yep. s- spent yep. on that year, that our business deductions. Yep. And now we're left over with this five hundred thousand. Right. right.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you're going to pay a, a lot of taxes. Right. Well, now you and your son can say, "Wait a second, we want to carve off some contributions." Twenty-five mm-hmm. percent of that dollar, you guys, up to the fifty-eight thousand. You guys can carve that off as per person per person as, as the, well, again, what we're calling the revenue sharing piece. Now there's also what we call deferred compensation, which is what more of us are really used to because deferred compensation, and there's different caps on this one, right? Cause it's not quite the full 58,000. There's different caps. Okay. And, and the reason that I said, there's kind of a 2A and 2B is that when you do deferred compensation, what it is, is it's like, okay, you Ryan are technically taking part of a salary in your small business. And rather than you actually being paid that salary, you're, you're deferring it back into the plan. Just like, Mm -hmm. just like what you were getting with SkyWest, right? That's deferring your compensation, right? right? Because you remember rather than you getting paid, you know, $5,000 every two weeks, they would only pay you, $4,500 Forty-five hundred dollars every two weeks because you deferred some of your money or your compensation into your four hundred one k with them, right? Same exact concept, yep. and so you're, you're able to defer some, and then uh, then the employer is able to match that inside the plan. Okay, and 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 again, we don't want to get too complicated here on the podcast because there's a lot of you know moving pieces to this. But the, the long and short is as 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 you start to work with your tax professional, and as we as your advisors or whoever you're working with. As you start to build this solo K, the long and short is it opens up a much larger corridor for you to put more money in. And I know we're getting- we're we're Very simple answer.
1: Very simple answer. Thanks.
0: Well, last thought with that too. I know. I told you (laughs) I couldn't be simple. I told you I couldn't. Okay, last thought, because this is where this gets really powerful. And I know we're just about out of time, so I want to wrap this up. Where we get really powerful is, again, remember, if you're making a ton of money, you, you, you phase out of being able to put Roth contributions in. Again, remember, so yeah. traditional monies are pre-tax, so you save on taxes today, but you pay the taxes on the back end. There's instances where you don't care if you're paying taxes today, even if you're in a higher tax bracket, because you want some Roth dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff that's already been paid, right? And, and again, there's reasons why you want to do this, and that's a whole different discussion. But we're not talking tax strategies right here. So Ryan, you could max out your side of your your 401k contribution. Yeah. And immediately convert that into Roth. So really what I'm getting at here what's so powerful is you can almost get, you know, 50 to 60 grand plus into your self-directed or sorry, your solo 401k, which is still self-directed. Yeah. And have that converted as to into Roth dollars inside your account.
1: So question Obviously, yes. are you paying tax then on the amount that you've contributed to the 401k that is now turning into a Roth? Roth,
0: 401k. yes. So essentially what's happening is you're, you're, you're simultaneously getting the deduction, but then you're converting it so you kind of lose the exact same dollar amount of deduction so it washes itself out. So So long mm-hmm. and short is, no, you're not getting the tax deduction today, but that's okay because... That might be the strategy that we're going for. Right. Right. And some people may be saying, well, wait, why in the devil would you want to not be saving taxes? If you're, if you're to our point in our example, Ryan's got so much net revenue left in his business. Why why do we want to all of a sudden now pay more in taxes? Again, I don't want to jump into that right now because there's so, there, but, but the long and short is, is there are reasons,
1: there are reasons. To,
0: to do the Roth and there are reasons to also do the the traditional, and it really depends on each person's tax scenario. But what I'm getting at is this. Mm-hmm. It opens up a very big corridor that gives us a lot of opportunities to get into some pretty cool tax planning. Pretty and when awesome I say that, when stuff. I say we, I'm talking about your, your tax preparer. You helping build this 401k, us as your advisors being, so it's like we, we start to then get into this world where it's like, man, this is cool. Now, and also if your partner or your spouse, when I say partner, I mean life partner or your spouse, if they're a part of your business too, guess what? Like in your household, you're talking a hundred thousand plus a year that you can be saving and contributing that can also have Roth, you know, potential. Yeah it's, it's crazy powerful what this can do for you. And, and, and not only that, but you've got the self-directed component to this, to where it's like, man, I can, I can supercharge my, my savings for my retirement and I have control over it. Yeah. It's a powerful tool.
1: Well, and so, you know, that's basically all we really wanted to go through today. But What's really cool about it, and, and this is kind of the point you're bringing up with a lot of it is, is that, yeah, we're just giving you the, the, the basic overview of it because there are just nuances and differences for every person that's involved. And so everybody needs to have a very specified plan put in place to know, you know, how is this going to be set up directly for you? So you got to work with people who will kind of understand what they're doing. So this is just a basic recap here. Right, we've talked about the checkbook control component, right? How that can help. We've talked about, you know, eliminating sort of the, some of these middlemen, right? The custodian and the bank. The account. middle people, men Modern, and women. Middle people. Nobody likes middle people. Let's get rid of no. as many middle people yeah. as we possibly can. And uh, the ability to utilize your money more effectively and putting it in different positions that you can, right? Investing it in different ways, real estate, other places. And then you start talking about the solo 401k, which is in and of itself a whole new system, but does it definitely needs a more uh, personal touch to make it make sure that it works and figures out the right way for you. So this is this is like the bookend between parts one and part two, right? This is the essence of a lot of things that we end up talking to people about because if you've got retirement monies or if you've got investment monies to work with, right? This is the real these are the types of discussions you really need to start having is how to maximize what your money does, where it's at, what it does. And that's where we're going to fit into this whole thing is, and particularly moving forward with these podcasts, we're going to talk a lot more about all this kind of stuff. Right.
0: Exactly. And, and that's the key point. Where did this whole thing come from? It came from between you and I, 20 plus years, right? Between the two of us, we're probably about 30 or 40 plus years. Yeah. A lot of years of us talking with people, and wanting to really make sure that the entire universe is opened up to you for investing and diversification and really building a true platform that is really powerful. Because again, it's it's a tool we want in people's hands. We want to put it into their hands, but we also want to make sure that they that they're doing it the right way. So that's what we're here for. And 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 the last thing with that, too, is is that. You've got that tool, but we've also there are ways whether whether it's with us or whoever I don't care. But there are ways that it can be done extremely efficient and very cost effective, and it can still marry those two worlds together so that you are maximizing both sides of the table, both sides of the equation, right? Because in that world where two those two custodians don't play well together, well, guess what? We've got you know we've got um, we've got a way to connect those worlds a very efficient way. It's been a long time coming, but I think we've got a really, there's a really cool tool and these are really fun
1: options and investment yeah. strategies people can use. And it's exciting talking to people about it because, you know, it's, it's just, it's new, it's different. No one really has any sense. And when they yeah, actually yeah. see it and the light, the light bulb goes off, like, right? Oh, wait, what? That's
0: you know cool. what's funny?
1: One last little story. I know we're way over time, but one last little story here. Hey, kids, I, hey, kids, settle down. Settle, settle down. down. Sit, sit around. Down. The,
0: sit around. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Sit Old down. man Hanson.
1: Here you go. It's Tom old Hanson. man, Hanson.
0: No, it's it, so it, it's so funny, but I had a, I had an advisor once um, and and nothing against this other advisor, but he was like, he's told his clients I'm like, I've never heard of this. I think it's illegal. You shouldn't be doing this. This is crazy. And my client's like, my potential client was like, well, what is this? Like, I, I want to make sure, like, I don't want to do anything illegal. Yeah. Like, no, not illegal. Not in the least. This is literally again and i think that came more from a place of fear from the other advisor that he didn't understand what it was no this is not illegal this is lit- and 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 he's like i just want to be able to see how how is this possible and i and i literally sent him like two web links from the irs's website yeah. showing how these things work right yeah. and that's what i'm saying to you exactly to your point is they're just 98%, 99% of, of, of the financial world hasn't really used these tools and they're there. And, the, and, and, and of the, of the 2% of people that are using them, unfortunately, most of them are using them in a really non-cost effective way. They're really expensive. We're building, like our goal is to build this tool that's really, really useful and powerful. And yeah, that's the yeah. point. This is, it, a lot of people just don't understand
1: it. So. Cost effective. Yep all wow. right good one time. good times I'm, man i'm i'm wasted i know i'm Appreciate people now. staying with us yeah we got where can they
0: subscribe to the podcast
1: yeah myprosperteam.com hang right. out there Go that's there. right subscribe to we'll the podcast be
0: here every
1: week yeah download it listen to it we're gonna be here every week we're gonna uh, bring you whatever we got on our minds and hopefully hopefully you like it we've got right. a lot to unload on you so hopefully you like it that's right. Ty. all right brother appreciate your time man it's
0: always fun my man thanks buddy
1: we'll see everybody next week have a good one see you bye